technically the rules say dogs can't play. Wait, no, no. There's nothing in the rule book that says dogs can't play. Yeah, that's what I just said. Check the check the tapes. We'll check the tapes. Okay, here's where y'all are so wrong because y'all are idiots. Oh no. I know it's available, but why? There's so many other things available. First of all, it's artisanal, okay? I don't want to hear it. One of your hosts spent nine hours this week watching the Godfather series to atone for his <laughs> sins. <laughs> what are you? doing so stupid of you so stupid of all of you handsome drew did as well are you drew with the you obviously he's drew with the you okay my handsome drew. <laughs> i don't spell it's my name with a u what are you talking about <sighs> what's wrong with you i'm so angry at everyone here oh i was not listening <laughs> <laughs> that is very apparent to everyone on the podcast that you were not listening this is not the podcast you deserve Welcome to this episode of Not the Podcast You Deserve. I'm your host, Kyle, along with Drew with a U. That's me. And supposedly handsome, Drew. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna... Why do we say supposedly? Come on, let's call it how it is. I'm very <laughs> handsome and we all know it. Listen, I would like our audience members to write in on, based on voice alone, who they think is handsome Drew. God, I'm going to get so many people telling me I'm handsome Drew. And this episode of Not the Podcast You Deserve, we'll be talking about one of the greatest movies of all time, Groundhog Day. Woo! Welcome to this week's episode of Not the Podcast You Deserve. I'm your host, Kyle, along with Drew with a U. Hey, that's me. And supposedly handsome Drew. Yeah, uh, that's me. Hey, why are we putting the disclaimer supposedly on it? You know I'm very Wait handsome. I'm objectively Wait the most handsome. A... Wait a minute. Welcome Hold to this up. week's episode of Not the Podcast You Deserve. What <laughs> is happening? What is going on? We're doing a Groundhog Day, guys. <laughs> ah! It's Groundhog Day. As of recording, it is February 2nd, 2022, uh, which is Groundhog Day. And uh, supposedly Handsome Drew, I think, had a comment about uh, Puxtatani. P- How do you say it? <laughs> I don't know if I've ever tried that name before, but apparently it's way harder than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> should have practiced that before, yeah, before maybe. we jumped on. Uh, Phil. Yeah, Poxitani Phil. Uh, the the actual groundhog that they use for this ceremony um, actually died yesterday. Like the day oh before Groundhog gosh. Day. And they had to use a replacement groundhog. Uh and, or else winter yeah, was just gonna uh, stay <laughs> his name is uh milltown mel a celebrity groundhog dies just before groundhog day no uh, wow yeah so did someone steal so it sad. put it in a car and drive <laughs> it off a cliff it very well may have it's a bad sign uh listen not there, good. there there's a global warming joke in here that a better podcast would be able to make up on the fly <laughs> It's it's huh. pretty sad. I think uh, I think it's a sign that he'll see his shadow forever. I guess so. Like we're just <laughs> yeah, stuck in a forever is. winter. There it is. There it is. That's the ice funny. age is upon us. There it is. It's it's back. This movie Groundhog Day came out in 1993. Stars Bill Murray, Andy McDowell, Chris Elliott, Stephen Tobolowski, the guy that you're going to be like, oh, that guy. Um, (laughs) Brian Doyle Murray. Sammy Jenkins from Memento. Holy crap, he was Sammy Jenkins in Memento. What a great... You're on fire today, supposedly handsome Drew. Thank you. Um, And then Bill Murray's brother or uncle or something is also in it. 
Um, but it is, a, I, I remember the first time I saw Groundhog Day and my mind was blown. I could not believe that this movie was so funny and it was such yeah. a simple, uh, the time loop thing was such a simple um, concept that I'd never seen before and I had so much fun. And then you I realize, looking back, I, I think I saw two different iterations of Groundhog Day new movies that do that same time loop deal. I saw two of them last year. And I know I've seen more <laughs> since then. Like, off the top of your heads, uh-huh. I was thinking um, Game Over, uh, which is the Brock Rumlow uh, one where he's... Yeah, whatever. It's not that great. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and then the one with uh, Andy Samberg and Christina Milioti. Oh, uh, Palm Springs. Palm Springs, that's the one. Um, Happy Death Day. Um, if y'all have ever seen Happy oh, yeah. Death Day. <laughs> That's one of my favorite horror movies. That one's great. Um, Happy Death Day 2 does the exact same thing. As Um, one might imagine. Mm -hmm. It's that Kill, Die, Repeat movie with Tom Cruise. Uh, Edge of Tomorrow. tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. That's the one. Um, The Day After Tomorrow. That was that terrible, terrible movie with the Cusack guy about the world ending, right? That was 2020 or 2014 or whatever that was. The Day After mm. Tomorrow is the one with uh, Dennis Quaid and Jake Gyllenhaal, and there's, like, the new Ice Age that forms. No, no, that's the one where Dennis Quaid's in space with Ben Foster and... Oh, my gosh. Okay, yeah, never mind. Um, could you think of any more uh, Groundhog Day-type movies? Movies that basically have taken the premise that Groundhog Day came up with and, and ran with it? Did any, any pop off to you? Uh, I think the... The Rick and Morty episode that deals with the time loop, I think, is one of the greatest. Remind me what that one is. Oh. If you would. That is the one where Rick builds Morty the the time machine that can save in place, like a video game. Oh, with the, when he <laughs> finds yes. his love of his life and they crash the plane. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it, my god! It cuts gosh. into, like, a 12-minute silent movie yes. where he... Yes. Shows their entire life and then abruptly ends and it cuts back to the vat of acid. Yes. <laughs> that is the best Rick and Morty episode. You were dead on. Yeah. No, that's a that's a great one. Um, but it's such a simple premise. And uh, I think Harold Ramis directed this movie. I think he wrote it too. Uh, I, I, I know he directed it. Um, and he and Bill Murray were pals for a long time and they had a big falling out. I think it was... Right after this movie, maybe it was right after Ghostbusters. Like, and I'm I'm not sure. My early '90s timeline uh, movie timeline is fractured to say the least. Um, as I saw them all ten years later. Um, but uh, man, what a fantastic movie! And there's so many great different scenes. Um, did anybody steal the show? For, I mean, Bill Murray is obviously gonna steal the show for the most part. But were any of the other side characters uh, like stuck out to you guys that like were your favorite? I, I always enjoy seeing Chris Elliott, uh, who was in uh, Shit's Creek recently. Mm-hmm. I think he's one of those. He's got one of those faces <laughs> that's you just made for comedy. Yeah. I, <laughs> I I can't see him and not think of his role in Scary Movie, where he's like, "Take my strong hand." <laughs> that's what I think every time I see his face, which is unfortunate. Yeah, and then obviously we talked about Stephen Tobolowski. Hmm. I mean, as Ned Ryerson, who Ned. plays just the most annoying character, and he only has like the same six lines. 
Yeah. But he conveys so much annoyance in those six lines. Oh, yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. It, my favorite little throwaway line he says is he's like trying to remind him. He's like, we went to high school together. Ned the head, you know, needle nose Ned. I dated your sister a couple times till you told me not to. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, that's such a funny like way to reintroduce <laughs> yourself to somebody. It's like, hey, remember yeah. that time I dated your sister? You didn't like it, like. <laughs> but it, it's just a it's a hilarious progression from you know I had these nicknames which you probably wouldn't remember, and then it builds up to I dated your sister until you told me not to. So clearly they had an interaction together. Yeah. I think that's a they do a really good job in this movie of introducing Bill Murray as like kind of the worst, um, but. When I was watching this movie again last night, uh, I was blown away at how 90s the opening is. Um, Like a super 90s thing in probably late 80s too was just having the the title of the title screen for the movie and then just a bunch of different establishing shots of like whatever with the cast and crew's name coming on. And it's just like, why did we think that was a good way to start off movies (laughs) back then? I don't know. It's like the fact that we're seeing the skyline of Pittsburgh and these buildings and streets in Pittsburgh, it's like has nothing to do with the movie. <laughs> so I think that's like if you if you think back to some of your favorite early nineties movies, I would I would go ahead and bet that it probably starts off with a montage of establishing shots of stuff that doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and it goes movie. on for so long. Yes, it's like it's six a really minutes. Long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely, and that's what uh, that is among a few things that I saw this time as an adult that really like kind of stuck out to me. Uh, the other one was uh, when he maybe my favorite line from the movie when he's taking piano lessons, um, and it's it's his first time taking piano lessons, and the teacher says, "Is this really your first time?" And he goes, "Yeah, but my dad was a piano mover." So, <laughs> and, then this, and then the camera just pans away. I didn't understand how funny that was. That mm-hmm. line is until like twenty nine year old Kyle's watching this, being like, "That's genius!" Like that <laughs> makes no sense, and it's genius. There's so many amazing throwaway lines, and they they have a really fun time with it because he's experiencing the same day over and over and over again. So a lot of times you're just seeing different cuts from different days, and you have no context for what he's actually been doing that day. Mm-hmm. Um, but so they have just a bunch of little throwaway lines that they can work in there just for comedic timing. But one of my favorite ones is he saves the kid as he falls out of the tree and he is like, yeah, don't say thank you. You never say thank you. You never say thank you. <laughs> yes. I'll yeah. See you tomorrow. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> like I, I read somewhere that somebody did the math and I don't know how you do the math, but they estimated that he spent 10 years mm-hmm. reliving the same day like the 10 years worth of days and the, you're right that they they don't give you context and I, I and it's really fun to get those like short moments of like oh he's been doing this so long that that's become routine and then the routine has gotten repetitive and then he's having fun with it again yeah and it's mm-hmm. like there's so much character that you can build in and, and it doesn't come across and forced. it does a, a good job of you know, if it really is 10 years, I'm just going to assume that's correct and go with that the rest of the, the podcast. But like, <laughs> uh, they convey it in a in an interesting way because he doesn't know it's 10 years, right? All those days mm-hmm. just blend together. Like, it just becomes so monotonous and like, 
it could be a li- like an eon. He doesn't know. He yeah. doesn't care anymore. And as a viewer, they express that to you uh, as well. Just saying, like, he's in here a lot, and you don't really have any more concept of time. Uh, mm-hmm. And neither does he. There's some some of the best comedy. This is my favorite Bill Murray movie, I think. Um, and I know that he's been in a lot of really good ones. Uh, yeah. But to me, this is, I think, my favorite one. Just because he is so, so funny. Um, the, the scene in the diner, uh, when he tells every, tells everybody, tells Andy McDowell's character who everybody's name is and it's the plates of the waiters about to drop the plate and, uh, all that stuff really, really well done. But also, um, he does a really great job in the dramatic moments too. Um, specifically with the, the homeless guy that he, um, that he first gives a bunch of money mm, to and then he, yeah. then he helps feed him and then he, he goes to great lengths to try to survive, to help him survive. Um, the day, and then he realizes some things he just can't fix, and I think mm. that's, I can't remember mm. if that's on the upturn or the downturn of the suicidal rampage he goes on about a third of the way through this movie, uh, which which is one of the funniest scenes, too, of the movie, <laughs> is just the different ways he was thinking about trying to end it all uh, while he was stuck in the time loop. Um, so, something I, I think it's Interesting, you know, talking about him and he goes on his suicidal rampage. Uh, I think a lot of times movies that deal with time uh, can really easily get a bad rap because people are like, oh, well, scientifically that couldn't happen. Or like this would like wormhole effect would actually cause blah, blah, blah. And it's like, listen, nerds, everybody calm down. Uh, I just want to see like a genuine human reaction to time travel. Uh, And that's what I love about this movie is like. I could totally see any one of us having the same emotional reactions as we get find out we're stuck in a time loop. Like at mm-hmm. first you find out you're stuck and you're like, wait, what's going on? I can't figure this out. Then you kind of figure it out and you just kind of accept it at first. And you're like, all right, well, I'm going to have some fun. Like I'm just going to mm. you know play pranks. I'm going to like do some funny stuff. Then after a while you get really bored with that and Mm-hmm. You get pretty depressed because you're living the same thing over and over again. There's no meaning to life anymore. Uh, you're going to kill yourself and see if you can get out of it that way. And then when you figure out that's not going to work either, uh, you actually just finally accept it. And then you're like, all right, I'm going to be here and I'm going to pursue meaningful things mm-hmm. uh, you know, for self-growth. And I think that was a really cool way of dealing with that and showing it and i think it's a true human reaction because i think anybody would would have a similar emotional well, roller coaster it, it has really great parallels for like real world if you are living your whole life and you get to age 40 and you don't have anything you don't see any meaning or purpose in life i mean that's where the midlife crisis comes in you start changing up what you've lived for you know it's it's really interesting to see this movie that's kind of a comical time travel movie like very eloquently break down kind of that midlife crisis that like if you just live day to day on simple pleasures after a while those stop mattering and if that's all you have to live for you don't have anything greater to ground you in reality or strive for or live for then life becomes meaningless and it just feels like you're living day to day the same day over and over again with nothing changing yeah, but that's way more depressing than Groundhog Day actually is, which is a very funny movie with Bill Murray, who at one point kidnaps a groundhog 
the most famous groundhog in the town, very easily, mind you, which they, they kind of set up when he robs a, a bank yeah. earlier, which is also a very <laughs> funny scene of him just counting down the seconds till he robs these two old men. Yeah, y'all saying that it was like a somewhere around 10 years time uh, makes a lot of sense because this time through, I probably haven't seen this movie in 10 years, uh, maybe maybe longer. Um, but this time through, I uh, I realized like, oh, when he goes and has that conversation with Nancy at the diner, he's like, your fourth grade, your your eighth grade English teacher, her name. And, yeah. and then like, oh, then like, tell me everything about you. And then the next day you see him, you know, use all those facts. You have to imagine that he went directly from that diner where he learned that information, went and killed himself somehow so that he would immediately reboot and he would yeah. have all that information stored and then could go talk to Nancy again. Uh, and then when, and what I was thinking too, being an older person now with, you know, a child and, and a job and wife and I'm tired all the time, I was thinking like, how goddamn tired would you be of like, you just, you just put the toaster in the tub or you and, and Phil just went over the, uh, the, the, the edge yeah, the of the quarry. cliff and, and like you have just blown up your car and then you're awake again to that goddamn song. Like I would, I would, I'm already tired all the time. I can't imagine not being able to sleep any at all and have to just go from one suicidal adventure to another pretty pretty terrifying to think about that way the the scene where he does walk downstairs the be, the bread and breakfast owner is like oh hi good morning he just takes the toaster like walks back in and immediately kills him it's so funny i'm just like like obviously uh, objectively a weird and sad thing but like the just the completely dry reaction of like all right here i go Doing the thing. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. There, 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 there's no consequences from it. And the movie plays it so straight. And Bill Murray plays it so incredibly that it is objectively hilarious to watch him. Just the creative ways he comes up with trying to get out of this cycle or to, to show that he's at his end. There, There um, is one part of this movie that is a little troublesome to me in that uh, as a rom-com, you know, a lot of times rom-coms are about like the oh will they won't they you know someone's got to change and they develop that they actually they find that they love each other at the end yada 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 this one implies if you just have enough time and enough willingness to change everything about yourself and enough magic and or science to make sure that the girl never remembers anything you can make (laughs) anyone fall in love with you and that's a that's a it's a less than stellar message yeah uh, <laughs> there there is if you like if you were to zoom out if it takes 10 years of attempts <laughs> to get some girl to go on a second date with you chances are y'all probably not meant for each other yeah you can go out on a limb here <laughs> yeah i that's, do that's fair i did like at one point uh he you know falls in love with Andy McDowell and is trying to like show all these things, but he's reliving the same day over and over. So he just gathers all this information about her. And then eventually he knows too much to like be a normal reaction. And now she's like freaked out because he Mm -hmm. like knows too much and he like can't not express that he knows all these things. So it's funny, like as a little space time continuum touch, you know, time loop, it's like, Hey, at some point, uh, 
you did too much, my guy. Uh, yeah, you, you can't come back from this now. And and the movie does a really great job of spending a lot of time with him trying to woo her that way with the gain as much information about her and like he takes her on dates and it, it shows him failing and then getting better and getting further. And then it shows him like pretty much essentially getting to the end of the date. And every time it ends with him getting slapped in the face. Yeah. And I thought that was a really great touch to show that Nancy is a character who is no matter how much you know about her, no matter how much you can change morph yourself into what she wants. She values herself more than just to spend one day with you to, you know, woo her off her feet. Oh, Rita. Yeah. Is it Rita? Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. Rita's Nancy's, Annie the, other, Nancy's yeah, the blonde one. Yeah. Yeah. So Annie McDowell. So, so Rita. Yeah. And then at the end of the movie, like she mentions her favorite, her perfect guy. And by the end of the movie, you feel like Bill Murray's character has gotten to that point, not just to have sex with Rita, but because he is genuinely grown as a person. Yeah. And then Rita falls in love with her. So I think the movie does a fairly good job of making it clear that this is not a relationship built solely on one guy learning every single fact about this woman just to trick her into loving him. But he actually grows you two and, have just brought this to my attention. I've never once thought this was a romantic comedy. I've never once put this into the rom-com section of my brain, of my movie brain. And I'm realizing now, y'all are right, it probably is. I always just thought this was a comedy about self-actualization. I never, <laughs> I never once thought about this as a rom-com. So that is wild to me. I would have to redo my, my favorite rom-com rankings yeah, now, I guess. I mean, because like... It is about his self-actualization, but what he finds is that he needs her, right? Because even when he grows as a human, he still can't get out of the time loop. Mm -hmm. uh, he needs mm -hmm. her and her love to do that. I think it's more like she brings out the best in him, and he wanted to be nice. great so that he was the person that she wanted uh, to be with. Um, my therapist says that to me all the time. Um, so I think that it, it's, it's interesting that I never once... Never one time thought, no, this is a rom com. And you both are just like, yeah, it's a romantic comedy. I'm like, what? Y'all just shattered my world a little bit. Uh, but that's good. That's good. We need these walls broken down if we're ever going to change. I was going to say, there's one thing in this movie that I like. They do a little touch where I came into it thinking it was a rom com. So I maybe had a step up on Kyle here. But uh, a lot of times when you see the rom com, storyline you're just waiting on the moment when the character actually shows growth and then you're like okay great you know they don't do the bad thing anymore and they do the good <laughs> thing now they get rewarded with love that's kind uh -huh. of like the a plus b equals c kind of thing and this movie does it several times where you see bill murray have a growth moment and then he's still stuck in the time loop like you think yeah. oh maybe this will be the time that he finally gets uh -huh. out you know, he, he showed that he cares about other people. He showed that he's kind and nice and, you know, is caring to all these other people and trying to take care of them. And then he wakes up and he's still in the time loop. And you're like, oh, that's a nice little touch that he didn't just get the easy reward uh, of showing a little growth. And now here's your cookie. What do you think? So what do you think is a better Bill Murray versus Rodent movie? <laughs> Groundhog Day or Caddyshack? Give me Groundhog uh, Day every yeah. time. I think Groundhog I mean, that's, Day that's, as well. Uh, 
I would say objectively a better movie, but a relationship of Bill Murray to said rodent. It's wow. hard to beat that dadgum dancing gopher and Caddyshack. Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If you guys were in a, a time loop and you, like, specifically in Poxitani and you had to live that day over and over, what would you, like, what skill would you go develop? Or, like, what thing would you focus on that you're like, I'm going to, I'm going to be here, so I'm just going to get better? I, I think I would start with chess and then. Move on. You're to already carpentry. really good at chess. You don't need ten years of doing chess yep. repeatedly. Uh, very kind of you, but I'd just like to think well, where I would be in ten years. <laughs> I think I would go to that bowling alley he is seen in one oh, time, and I would try to bowl a perfect game. So you'd like, be kingpin Bill Murray. Absolutely, I would be kingpin Bill Murray. Dude, I forgot about kingpin. That's a great movie. <laughs> is that your what? favorite rom com? <laughs> you know, I forgot that the reason I think that I didn't have that I I didn't think of Grounded as a rom com is because for the longest time it's been my favorite Christmas movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> featured around snows. a different holiday, yeah, because there's so much snow. <laughs> and, uh, no, but him carving out her face in the ice. Wow, uh, that 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 is another one. As an adult, you're like, man. How many times have you had to do that to get it right just now? Mm. Uh, yeah. This is the movie that Bill Murray was shooting um, as he was going through his divorce, if I remember correctly. And uh, because of that, this is what they, the cast and crew thought, that because of the divorce, he was super, super honed in on this character and the storyline and his performance. And he would call Harold Ramis like, at all times, like at 2 o'clock in the morning or whatever. Like It didn't matter. He wanted to talk about, flesh the character out a little more. And Harold Ramis finally just sent, like, an assistant producer over to his to his uh, trailer to just, like, stay with him. Be like, answer every question he has for the rest of the day. I don't want to <laughs> talk to him again. And I think that is what sparked kind of, like, the downfall of their relationship, which held just, just until right before Harold Ramis passed away. Um, but I think you, that's interesting because, like, knowing that background to this story that he was... Uh, so honed in on this one and and really you know wanted to know everything about his character and everything about the story uh if you've ever seen the um movies that made us tv show uh they do an episode on ghostbusters and uh which is another phenomenal bill murray performance but dan Aykroyd was talking about how in this movie uh bill murray was not there at all during pre-production he never came to one meeting he, the, the rest of the cast and crew didn't think he was going to show up. The first time they saw Bill Murray was on the first day of shooting for Ghostbusters. Um, wow. Which is funny that like he can have two very iconic roles. One that he puts everything into and one he does not care at all about. He will show up and stand at his line and at his mark and say his line when he, is, when he wow. absolutely has to. Um, but yeah, that's, that's just wild. He's awesome. And I wish he was in that- more things now. That feels like that. Somebody just 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 told me the other day, like when you go to a job interview, like you can you can prep super hard and go into it and get the job, or you can show up and not care at all whether you get the job or not. And honestly, that's going to be your most relaxed self. And chances are you might get the job that way too. And it seems like Bill Murray, he's just talented. He could just show up and knock it out of the park. Are y'all big SNL guys? Um. I like certain sketches. I don't watch it 
live normally. Uh, mm-hmm. I wait for like to find out that really funny sketches happen, and then I'll watch okay. those all the time. I, I, I love SNL, but I have I was not uh, watching it when Bill Murray was on, so I, I don't know any of his. Yeah, famous if sketches. I remember correctly, that was like the heyday of SNL yeah. when it was him. It was Chris Farley. It was John Belushi. Um, blanking on a lot right now mm-hmm. um dan Aykroyd maybe mm-hmm. um but yeah, I he think... ran the weekend update and... oh okay yeah mm-hmm. see and i was never really big on snl um so that's my catalog of bill murray movies is fairly limited um but that's i was going through his imdb page earlier and you know how nick cage is in like 400 movies mm-hmm. it's not <laughs> that way with bill murray um but i think i think he gets to be very choosy on the roles that he <laughs> takes for the last, like, 50 years. I think he's been able to do that. Because I think Caddyshack and SNL made him so much money. I don't think he had to really do much. There was the movie The Life Aquatic of Steve Azuzu or whatever. Azuzu. Here we go. Thanks. I remember my dad rented that for us once on our one of our blockbuster, like, movie weekends. Dad oh, rented wow. that movie. Just, I think just because he knew Bill Murray was in it. And we That's got fair. almost 10 minutes in before he ripped it out of the DVD player and, and threw it really? back in the bag. It was like, we're taking this back to Blockbuster. <laughs> yeah, um, but that's... It that's is, incredible uh, to me. Yeah. So you didn't know that was a Wes Anderson film? I, I take it? Yeah, or... Yeah, yeah, he's definitely not a Wes Anderson guy, for sure. Um, yeah, I don't think he knew much about it other than it's Bill Murray. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, Bill Murray for y'all. What's like y'all's big standout Bill Murray movie? Or is it Groundhog Day? Uh, obviously, Zombieland, I think, is one of his <laughs> cameos. Wow. Of yeah. Any actor ever. Yeah. Uh, I am, am a Wes Anderson fan. Yeah, so me too. Royal Tenenbaums, Life Aquatic of Stizu, I actually did enjoy. Um, I need to see it. I've only ever seen the first 10 minutes. Uh, his cameo in Get Smart. Also rivals his cameo in Zombieland. Do y'all remember? Uh-huh. It's way shorter. He's the guy in the tree, like Agent Thirteen, and okay. like get smart. Like they go underground, and so they just require one agent to be in a tree to be like the password guy. And it's just Bill Murray for no reason, <laughs> and he's just like, "Hey, hi, man. You want us to just stay here and talk?" And oh, I <laughs> Steve Carell's like, "No, I, 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 I'm gonna go." He's like, "Oh, okay. When are you gonna be back?" He's like, uh, it's the funniest, most real moment of acting, and it's only like ten seconds long. Um, I, I'd say Bill Murray movies. Uh, Caddyshack is definitely up there for me, uh, and so is Ghostbusters, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some other little ones that I, I think are great are uh, Scrooged. I think that gets yeah. overlooked a lot. That actually is a Christmas movie, Kyle. Um, <laughs> unlike Groundhog Day. Uh, we talked about Just Kingdom like earlier. Um, uh, can't forget Garfield, guys. Uh, <laughs> wow. You can, because I did. Uh, yeah, it's like maybe you should. We should all. Uh, but yeah, I think I think those are the big ones for me. I'm looking through his IMDb and he is credit. He is in Space Jam, and I oh totally my gosh, forgot. yes, <laughs> yes, it's, it's oh, Space man. Jam. That is a great role. That is <laughs> a great role. Not about Space Jam. He is so good. Saves the day. Some of the other movies that Harold Ramis directed: uh, Stripes, yeah, Multiplicity. Stripes also starring Bill Murray. Have you guys have you seen Stripes? Yeah. 
Oh. That was one of those that I think my dad had only ever seen on TV, you know, the edited version. Mm-hmm. And then he brought it home on a blockbuster weekend and then ripped that one out like 10 minutes in because stuff I shouldn't have seen as a 12-year-old. Um, <laughs> National Lampoon's Vacation, Caddyshack. That, okay, wow. I, I didn't realize those were all kind of in the same vein yeah. of goofy Bill Murray movies. Uh, <laughs> I think that Groundhog Day, oh, did he do Ghostbusters? Yes. He did direct Ghostbusters? I know he, he wrote he, Ghostbusters. He wrote it. He wrote it. Yeah. Okay. He wrote a lot yeah, of great ones. Like, Analyze This, Analyze That, uh, yeah, Bedazzled. Okay. I've never seen Analyze This or Analyze That. Do I need to? They're they're funny. They're good movies. Oh, is Bedazzled the Brendan Fraser movie with the... Yes. What's her name? Oh, is the devil? Yeah. Uh, Elizabeth uh, Hurley? Hurley. Yep, that's her. Yep. From Austin Powers. We're way off track now. So what I was getting to was, <laughs> I think Groundhog Day is my favorite Bill Murray movie. I think it's definitely my favorite Christmas movie. And now it's definitely my favorite rom-com movie. <laughs> uh, and I think it might be Harold Ramis' best work, too. What about you wow. guys? What do you think? Um, I will I will go with you on Bill Murray movies. It's up, definitely up there. I would, I would say, out of the movies you told me, I would probably need to watch Ghostbusters one more time to fully agree with you. But, uh, you know, just... On a whim, heck, recency bias. Yeah, Harold Ramis' greatest directed movie. <laughs> I, I can't go that far, but I will say it's a it's a really great movie, and it's a hidden gem. I think a lot of times uh, people don't give it the credit it's due because it surrounds a uh, very lesser-known holiday. Uh, <laughs> but Christmas? <laughs> you're the worst. Uh, it yeah, happens in really February the- 2nd. It's such a pivotal movie, like time travel movies made after this movie are different. Like Groundhog Day is an incredible, like it's such a simple premise, but it's so fun to watch. And they do such a great job of both taking it seriously and having Bill Murray just be Bill Murray. Yeah. And it works so perfectly. Like if you don't have Bill Murray in the lead of this movie, it there's no way it's as good to that point i think that maybe the best thing this movie did for future movies was they did not feel the need to explain to you why bill murray was in a time loop yeah or they did not need to lay out to you this is how you get out of the time loop mm-hmm. um whereas that's death, happy death day 2 if you guys saw that classic went the direct opposite way with that and they figured out how she got in a time loop and how they need to get out of it um but i think that is something that uh not letting the MacGuffin ruin the movie for you you know mm-hmm. where it's like there as an audience member i think it's totally cool to someone just accept okay they're in a they're in the matrix they're in the simulated reality <laughs> don't need any more I, yep. I will figure the rest out and i will enjoy this movie you know i think that's uh groundhog day did a really good job of just letting hey Viewer, Bill Murray's going to live the same day millions of times. You're going to enjoy the heck out of it. Don't ask any questions. And when we mm-hmm. did. Um, and I think that's where a lot of movies go wrong is they dive, they follow the MacGuffin too far deep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From Frozen 2, don't go too far or you'll be drowned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. wow. to Holland got us back to it. <laughs> uh, my, my last question for you guys was just going to be, what is your favorite thing that Bill Murray does in his time loop. Uh, like, what's one of your favorite little shots, little scenes, or, like, funny line that he does? 
maybe it's just because I'm fat, but like I really respect that. Like his third day in the time loop, he's like, I'm gonna eat all the food here because it does not matter. <laughs> like I, this will not affect me at all. As he's shoving the the cake in his mouth as he's talking, mad respect for that. Uh, I, I'm gonna go between robbing the bank and learning the piano. <laughs> I'm on those two ends of the spectrum because I love the idea of spending all your time picking up a talent. And as musically inept as I am, I feel like if I had an unlimited amount of days, I, I could spend worse time than learning an instrument. And then also robbing a bank is super fun as a concept. And the fact that it was so simple as yeah. slowly walking up to the back of a truck and two old people helping out an old lady was Can I get awesome. a roll of quarters? And Harold <laughs> drops the bag. And 10, 9, 8. Got it. <laughs> so yeah. what, how many times did he have to get shot in that time loop <laughs> stealing that bag of money My thing for is, him to figure it out? After watching the Rick and Morty episode, I if, if I were in that scenario, I don't think I would have the faith that if I were to just kill myself like that self wouldn't be the one that wakes up you know yeah like the, are you the, the man inside the box or are you the man in the prestige <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, all over the place prestige is a great one yeah. well uh, done well done i think one of my favorite shots from the movie is uh when he does the jeopardy scene and he's <laughs> he's like naming all of the answers like before the question is read and he's just like staring at the old people in the room <laughs> they're just like oh my god wow and he's just so unimpressed with himself it's amazing it's a really really good movie and i'm really glad i don't, I don't remember who which one of you remembered that february 2nd was grab talks day me and, like why do you know that and why, who doesn't like, know that at least i don't I, think it's christmas I have to imagine that you upset Crawford so much thinking it was a Christmas movie that he went and Googled, when the hell is Groundhog Day? And, and now we will forever know. Wait, is it always the 2nd of February? Is it like the... <laughs> yes, is yes. It like the, the first Wednesday of February, like signing day. You know, it's, national it's signing always, day is always it's the always first Wednesday of February. It's always 2-2. Okay, good to know. Good to know. All right. The I'm most not it again. Most Groundhog of days. Man. That scene where the truck jumps off the cliff really hits different knowing now that the groundhog that played Bugs <laughs> Tony Phil is no longer with us. That's and no, sorry, that's not what happened, to be clear. This is a different oh. groundhog just like alive in the world. Well, not alive anymore, but like <laughs> the groundhog's Shoot. name was Mel something. Uh-huh. Like mm, And he on. jumped off a cliff. Mill Milltown Mel was the name of that. Groundhog and uh, they dead. Okay. They real dead. And if you would like to write in your respects for that groundhog, <laughs> we would love to read his eulogy, his obituary on air next week on the podcast you deserve. For your host, Kyle Cox and Drew Crawford, I've been Drew Allen. Signing off, saying, we've got six more weeks of podcasting. <laughs> well, I think that's just about going to do it for us tonight on Not the Podcast You Deserve. Thanks for tuning in and listening as we broke down the classic Christmas rom-com Groundhog Day. Uh, I hope that you enjoy your Groundhog Day. Celebrate it for the national holiday and the treasure that it is. Remember, Paxitani Phil, in your heart, 
and if you want to experience a little bit of what a real Groundhog Day would look like, just listen to this podcast again and again and again every day, and uh, then write in and tell us, you know, what you thought, you know, the little things that you're picking up on. Uh, you can contact us on Twitter at ntpyd or uh, reach out to us on email at ntpydpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. <laughs>